my friend, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine, sometimes, your coach in life, sometimes, but a badass all the time. I'm Dr. Erin Frickin' Wiseman, and I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm going to do a little bit of a solo cast, going to go off on some rants and some sass because, you know, we all need that in our life. Got to get it all out. And I'm going to talk about imposter syndrome, but in a different way. I've had some really great insights talking with fellow alpha females in the business world, in the medical world, in the financial world, and we kind of have a new look on imposter syndrome. So I want to tell you all about it. But before I do that, Being a part of the Doctor Podcast Network, I get to pay some bills by reading some ads. So I'm going to tell you about a cool insurance agency today. This is Michael Ralvez. He is a CFP professional and insurance agent committed to helping physicians nationwide with their term, life, and disability insurance needs. He provides an objective, transparent, education-focused process that aims to help physicians make prudent decisions and avoid overcomplicating things. He exclusively offers own occupation disability insurance policies for residents, fellows, and attending physicians. We at Dr. Podcast Network like Michael and know he's got your best interest at heart when it comes to disability insurance. So he'd be happy to help you with whatever needs you have. And you can find his information in the show notes at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash MR insurance or contact him directly at 800-817-4522. All right, let's get into today's solo cast. So I've talked about imposter syndrome. Hell, I even have a whole module in my course about imposter syndrome. And we all have it. Pretty much everyone you love and admire has experienced some form of imposter syndrome at some point in their life. And how I define imposter syndrome in my Burnt Out to Badass course is feelings of inadequacy despite evident success. So if you've ever thought, I shouldn't be in this room, I'm not as smart as everyone else, I must chart more, learn more, stay longer, or my patients are going to suffer. What if they, quote unquote, they find out I'm a DO and everybody else is an MD. They're probably better than me. I didn't go to a large academic center. I'm probably not as smart as everyone. You know, you get the idea. On and on and on. Those thoughts that we all have in their head. And, you know, part of imposter syndrome is simply negativity bias, which is a survival mechanism. I've talked about it on the podcast before, where we're constantly moving on to the next thing instead of dwelling on what we've accomplished because we're looking for that thing that could maim or kill us. It's like that deep brain type of function. And neuroscience shows that it takes no time at all to integrate a negative experience, but it takes the body and the brain at least a full 10 seconds to integrate a positive experience that's happening right now. So again, that's why mindfulness is so helpful when we're trying to integrate the new, what we don't recognize on a consistent daily basis into our lives. But... Where I want to go on a tangent from this and talk a little bit differently about imposter syndrome is I was recently having a conversation with a group of women, and one of the women, she is a nurse midwife. She's an awesome podcaster. You should listen to her. Her name's Anna Rizzoni. She's over at the Rebel Buddhist Podcast. Highly recommend it. Go follow her. Listen to her. She is an expat. She 
is one of us in healthcare. She's got some amazing stories and some amazing tips. But anyway, she was talking about how for the longest time, what she interpreted as imposter syndrome, really as she was talking to our mastermind group and other women, was not imposter syndrome. It was the actual feelings of being unsafe in the work environment, either triggered by racism, sexism, or microaggressions. And so I'm not any kind of DEI expert. I will fully admit to that, but I really, really am trying. But as we dug into that, I saw so much truth in it. If you, for let's say either your whole life or your whole professional life, have been treated differently, have been talked to differently, have been put in situations that the quote-unquote stereotypical norm doesn't experience, how the hell do you not feel imposter syndrome? How the hell do you not feel inferior despite jumping through all the fucking hoops and doing all the accolades and doing all the things and yet still being viewed as less than? And so that's what Anna was talking about in her experience in healthcare, and it totally blew my mind. Because as I sat back and thought about it, you know, I, I guess I'm a glass half full person most of the time, sometimes not. But I just thought, oh, it's me. There's something wrong with me. I have imposter syndrome. But as I was listening to these highly achieved, amazing women go around the room and talk about their situations in a way from a perspective of them feeling unsafe and identifying the microaggressions in the situation or, or the overt racism or the overt gender bias that was in it, I was like, holy shit. Well, no wonder we don't feel like we should be in the room or that we're not as smart as everyone or that someone's going to quote unquote find us out. Because in conscious and subconscious ways, we've been made to feel that way. So I just want you to sit with me in a little bit. There's a lot of people talking about imposter syndrome. There's a lot of great work going on around it and identifying it and all of those sort of things. But I really want to give a voice to what if it's not us? What if it's not us with the problem with imposter syndrome and instead it is the culture and the situation for which has made us feel unsafe for all or a majority of our lives? And hence, that is the voice that is playing in our head. Those are the situations that have really imprinted into our neurochemistry that makes us doubt ourselves, that makes us play small, that makes us hide, that makes us not be our full authentic self because it's not safe. If I stand up and say what I really think, then the majority is going to look down on me. If I do what I think is right in the situation and what my body and my mind is telling me to do, then I'm going to be told I'm wrong and get assigned extra call. That was my situation. So go with me on there. Go with me and sit in some situations maybe that you've had where you haven't been able to claim your zone of genius because it's been other or different, or that you haven't been able to speak your voice, hell, even find your voice because it was different than the stereotypical norm and how that has played out in your life. So I would encourage you to say that, fuck that. Maybe it's not imposter syndrome. Maybe there's some things under the surface that for so long we have been swimming in the toxic waters of medicine and of corporate or, or business or whatever environment you work in 
when we just really need to call it toxic. And we just really need to call it what it is. After having this conversation, I sat back and I thought of the repetitive cycle that I've seen many of my clients go through, which is they come into a situation, they're seen maybe as a shining light or like a new hire um, that are going to really pave the way, but then they start to make recommendations to improve their institution and to hold people accountable and to really get shit done, to be perfectly honest. But then these same people who were the shining lights then get labeled as the disruptor or the disruptive physician, be told that they're not a team player, that they're part of the problem. I even had one client that was told that she needed to stop beating a dead horse as she was bringing up issues that were problems and that she saw were directly related to patient care. And, you know, and the sad thing is I see maybe a small percentage of institutions who really want to be inclusive and to hear these women, men out whenever they have issues, whenever they're feeling unsafe, whenever they're experiencing racism, sexism, microaggressions. But a large majority of the time, the pattern is that this is a personnel issue. This is not an institution issue. And unfortunately, people I work with, they're either fired or they self-terminate and they leave. And it is an awful, awful pattern to see. I do feel privileged in the way to be able to be their coach and to remind them, like, it's not you. You stood up for your values. You stood up for what is right. You named what was happening, but the other side wasn't willing to listen. So I want to leave this conversation with some tangible tips because this can get really dark and twisty. And I mean, I'm just on the edge of advocacy work, but I know that I have so much further to go. But the steps that I see to help anyone who is trying to decide if this is imposter syndrome or is this me not feeling safe because I am in a toxic situation is one first to name it for yourself to have somebody that you can bounce it off with, to journal, to have a therapist, to have a community, somewhere where you can get this off your chest in a safe place so that you can name this. Because now that I've named this and now that I've helped others to name this, it is in the light and it can be dealt with. The second tangible takeaway that I want you to think about is inclusion, always inclusion, Because it's real easy to think, poor pitiful me, it's only me, self-isolate, and then some of that like vitriol starts oozing off of us into other people. So I would say instead of closing down, like go Brene Brown, open up with vulnerability in safe places to include others with a similar experience. And three, my encouragement to you out there is to just keep going. It sucks and it feels horrible. I 100% know that. One, from being personally in the middle of it, and two, from being on the outside as the coach looking in. And I just want to tell you, it is not you. But make yourself as safe as possible. Know where the line in the sand is when you will tolerate no more and when it is no longer your fight to fight. Because unfortunately, we lose a lot more battles than we win right now. But I want you to know that it's not you and to keep yourself safe. So there you go. 
imposter syndrome, breaking it down. I think it's, I think it's so much deeper. I think it's so much more, and I don't think it's us. And hey, if you want more of this, we are talking about all these sorts of things in the Burnt Out to Badass group. I hope that it is truly a safe place for anybody who wants to discuss that. There's all the details in the show notes if you want to find out more about joining my safe space. Every badass woman needs a tribe. After everything we deal with during the work week and in our home life and within ourselves, we all deserve a place to recharge, relax, and talk to people who really get us. The Burnt Out to Badass group is a place where you can show up as yourself. You'll get encouragement and coaching on your unique situation and an occasional kick in the butt to get you unstuck as well. We are beating burnout together. This is the third cohort. It's starting February 21st. And if you have been thinking about it, now is the time to act. Check the show notes for the link, get your booty signed up and hold on because it is going to be a wild ride to move you from a place of burnout, desperation and despair into a life and practice that you absolutely fucking love. All right, before we wrap it up today, don't forget to reach out to MR Insurance Consultants where their goal is to assist physicians in obtaining the most comprehensive coverage available to fit their unique situation. Reach out for both excellent and quality service at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash MR Insurance or reach Michael at 800-817-4522. And don't forget, my friends, as always, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.